and welcome to a, another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason, a podcast sitting at the crossroads of faith and pop culture with Dan Dozella, myself, Son Edom. And Dan, recently, social media, especially TikTok, had a huge meltdown. Apparently, there was some music that belongs to Universal Music Group, and the rights negotiation fell through. And so all the music that's kind of categorized or owned by Universal Music Group or whatever the group is that owns them was yanked off of TikTok. And so a lot of people, a lot of creators, lost a lot of their videos or their posts, the audio, because the music disappeared. They pulled it down. So now you've got a bunch of people dancing to muted video. And it sent a lot of people into this crazy kind of meltdown, you know. I remember watching one video of this girl, and she was literally crying on a post saying how all her videos were pretty much ruined now because she was her content was based off of one song. Like years of posts. I remember seeing posts going back a couple years ago when I first kind of came across her and others. And then some, of course, you know, kind of made light of it and just said, oh, well, that's, you know, kind of life. And then others, you know, didn't phase them one bit. They just carried on with whatever they do. But anyways, the point was you had this one particular time, one moment in time where if you're a TikTok content creator and you had, you know, maybe hundreds of thousands, if not more followers, probably making some good cash off of TikTok and you've got this niche that you're doing and you've got people coming to your page or your account, your profile, to see your content, mm-hmm. and all this effort and all this energy and everything that you put into it over the last couple of years is now yeah. gone in a heartbeat. And it's not because of anything you can do. It's out of your control. And so all these people thinking that they were doing something great, that they were being creative, that they were having all this energy into this stuff that they were creating and and they were being, you know, kind of witty in some places and maybe serious in other places. You know, just they invest their lives into this thinking that this was the thing that was making their life. And this was the thing that was going to be the end all to end all or whatever their thoughts were. And then all of a sudden the rug is pulled out. Nothing. Judgment Day hits and they're standing there with nothing. Now, now imagine that happens when people are here on earth and they're investing mm-hmm. in their job, they're thinking that's the thing that's going to satisfy them, or maybe they're invested in social media, or maybe they're in the sports, or maybe they're into whatever, doing good things, whatever. And then all of a sudden, the day they die, judgment day comes, and all of a sudden, all their life goes mute because everything they have done doesn't count anymore because they weren't under the agreement, the blood of Jesus that said, if you believe in me, I died on the cross for your sins, just have faith and confess and believe and you will be saved. And that then they think they have that, but then all of a sudden judgment day hits. And just like their TikTok videos, it's like a Mm. real reality sets in and it's like, Whoa, I was wrong. I mean that's pretty that's pretty amazing that to see that analogy between the people at TikTok that lost their music and pretty much their mm-hmm. profile was yeah. you know their whole their whole identity was probably gone because their identity was in yeah. something that is no longer there just like people put right. their identity in things of this world 
not of Christ, right. and then all of a sudden their identity is going to be gone come Judgment Day. You know, I think that's a great analogy, Son, and it really speaks to just the shock that a person must experience when, as you say, they invest everything in something that they're so into, and then to have the rug pulled out from under them, and as you point out, Son, you know, to lose something in this world that you had counted on is one thing. But when you have the rug pulled out from under you on the ultimate judgment day when you stand before the Lord and you learn that, you know, without Christ, you know, everything you've invested in, everything you've planned on, everything you've counted on, everything you have aimed at and strategized to get is all gone. In, in just a moment's notice, and you're standing before the Lord on Judgment Day, uh, because the Bible says we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And as you say, those who are not covered by the blood of Jesus through faith in Christ, they're standing there spiritually naked. No matter how many achievements they had, no matter how many awards they won, no matter how many Super Bowls they won, or... Um, NCAA basketball tournament games they won or how many shots they made uh, like, um, you know, uh, the uh, what Caitlin with uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, a female basketball team. I mean, no matter how much you've done, how many records you've set, how many times you've been the number one salesman in your, in your field or the top educator at your school or the star athlete, you know, without Christ, it all goes away in a flash. And every single one of those achievements will mean nothing to you if your soul is lost. If the Lord says to you, depart from me, I never knew you. If you enter hell rather than heaven, um, all of those things that you hope for will be gone. And you'll suddenly realize that the very things that you were hoping for and enjoying and aiming at, that they mean nothing on the other side of the grave. They mean nothing when your body expires and your soul moves on into eternity, either with Christ or without him. So I think that's a very good analogy, Son, there with that uh, TikTok example. And it does definitely illustrate how blown away people can be when something they were completely counting on is taken away, but as we say, in the case of the ultimate judgment day, it gets exponentially bigger than that. Because not only do you lose those earthly goals that you had and, and uh, possessions that you had amassed, but now you are entering into a realm without the Lord and both of the two uh, eternal destinations are extreme. I mean, extreme joy in heaven. And sights and sounds and experiences we can't even imagine. It's going to blow us away. But on the flip side, in hell, those in hell will be experiencing utter agony. The Bible calls it torment. The Bible says there will be uh, the gnashing of teeth and weeping. So we cannot stress enough the urgency for a person to get right with God, to repent and believe the good news, 
because every single one of us is going to appear in God's courtroom. Judgment day is coming and it may be here son a lot sooner than we think. You know, Dan, when you mentioned there's two roads, there's the, so to speak, highway to heaven and the highway to hell. ACDC has a song, Highway to Hell, and the lyrics go, you know, there's no stop sign, no speed limit, nobody's going to slow me down, like a wheel, going to spin it, nobody's going to mess me around, hey, Satan, paying my dues, playing in a rock band, hey, mama, look at me, I'm on my way to the promised land, then woo. Now, when you're not saved, that's exactly what's happening, but it's not the prom. It's a, it's a promised land, but it's not the promised land because the Bible says you have two choices. You can either believe in Jesus and, like you mentioned, have eternal life in heaven, or you can reject Jesus and have eternal damnation in hell. And so, yeah, there is. But when you have people that kind of glorify, because you you write, if I may, you write in an article. You know, you talk about America being Disneyland compared to like North Korea, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and China. And we're Disneyland from the standpoint that we've got so many freedoms. We've got materialistic distractions such as lattes, mm-hmm. live streaming, maybe social media, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. You know, even even the poorest of the poor on Skid Row in Los Angeles, you know, have iPhones or cell phones or speakers for music or a bike or, I mean, something. Even the poorest of the poor here in the United States still has materialistic things to help them enjoy life a little bit more okay compared mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to these countries that you just said i mean north korea they barely have any food to eat you know they're like eating grass yeah. and things when you get into the the real heart of these documentaries that people might see when they sneak video out and stuff but the point is is that we've got a lot of distractions and a lot of materialistic things and so with that it's hard to really determine or see the consequence of a place like hell especially when we got people mm-hmm. glorifying it like an ACDC or other people in music. You know, we've seen Lucifer on TV with that TV show and you know, all kinds of things, but that's what right. it is. It's like, yeah, nobody's going to stop you. You're on the road to damnation and nobody's going to get your way, especially saying he's just going to try to get behind you and push you to go faster. And it's like right. the realistic thing is that you got to pause and realize that, or I guess ask yourself the question, what's your end game? I mean, is that what you want? Is that what you want to do is just have this life of distractions where you're just going down the road of life and you're involved in your TikTok and you're involved in, you know, this thing and you're involved in that thing. And the next thing you know, life is over because we've learned through the pandemic and through other things that life can be taken from us in the blink of an eye and we're not expecting it. And yet, when our life gets snuffed out in that moment without any advance notice, what's our life about? And then what's the answer going to be when we get to heaven and we're standing before God and he's like either, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter, or depart from me, I never knew you. Those are going to be the two choices. So the question that you ask is, what's the end game? And that's the question that needs to be asked. What's your end game in life? Well, that's exactly right, Son, and it's really tragic that so many people don't seem to really give that much thought. Uh, So many people are just living for the here and now. Um, They're living according to what their senses can pick up right now. They're they're really not, in many cases, even thinking about God or their accountability 
uh, before God and what it's going to mean when they, they stand before God one day. And, and that's, that's really hard for me to understand, son, why so many people don't think about that more. At least they don't seem to. Uh, you know, there's the verse in the Bible that says that uh, God has set eternity in our hearts. And, and so, you know, deep down, you know, everyone, uh, I think, has this sense that there's more than this life. But especially here in America, there are so many distractions. There are so many things that uh, people uh, occupy themselves with chasing after the American dream, chasing after, you know, possessions, chasing after things that are very, uh, they're only temporary. You can't take anything with you. Um, you know, uh, somebody said you never find a hearse, a hearse that is, uh, pulling a U-Haul. And uh, th- th- that's so true. Um, we can only um, take our, our faith with us. Um, we, we can only take uh, our trust in Jesus. And that's all we need uh, to get into heaven is faith in Christ. And so that's what the devil is working overtime on trying to keep people from uh, from doing, and that is believing in Jesus, because that's when the soul is saved. That's when a person um, enters into God's family, when they place their faith in Christ. And as uh, a familiar hymn says, um, it is well with my soul. And, and that is definitely true after a person comes to faith in Christ. But prior to that, um, you know, the Bible says that you're really um, in Satan's kingdom and under his control. And uh, this is what is so uh, tragic that, that so many people don't realize that they are spiritually blind without Christ, that they have uh, no hope of eternal life. And, and, and yet there are many who are just living for today um, with just a little thought for tomorrow and certainly not much of any thought for eternity. So, um, yeah, there's a big task in front of us. Um, you know, it's always been that way, I suppose, son, ever since Jesus walked on this earth. And there were all, there have always been those who have refused to believe in Christ. And as much as we could, you know, almost want to force somebody to, it doesn't work that way. Um, we, we have to gently uh, and with wisdom um, share the gospel and hope and pray that a person repents and believes the good news. Because, um, you know, everybody's going to stand before the Lord everybody's going to have their day in God's courtroom. And, you know, if a person doesn't realize that, uh, they need to wake up, as the Bible says uh, in Ephesians. It says, wake up, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So that's the need of the hour. And, you know, all, all a person has to do, son, is go to the obituary page any day of any year, and you're going to find people who they didn't know their end was that close. And now they're gone. And now it's too late for, for, for them to do anything. Now, now some of them knew the Lord and, and know the Lord today, obviously, and are with the Lord today. But there are many, sadly, who, who didn't know the Lord. And um, that, that day is coming for all of us. It's appointed in a man once to die. And after that, the judgment. And, and so um, even in a world song that uh, in many ways doesn't want to hear it, you know, we're called to sound the alarm to uh, shout the good news from the mountaintops and to let people know that, uh, that, that Christ will save them, that he died on the cross for their sins and that um, they need, they need to be born again. They need to be saved. 
through faith in Christ. And, and that is absolutely uh, the need of every human being. You know, Dan, when we talk about rejection of Jesus, oftentimes we think about some of the more extreme things, you know, maybe people involved in witchcraft or maybe things, maybe people who are openly defiant, you know, of, of Jesus and, and belief in the Bible, you know, but, but, but a lot of us really fall into a category of where we are just, we get so wrapped up, maybe even unintentional, but we just get so wrapped up in the rat race of just day-to-day living. I mean, you think about how our life is today with the economy and with other things. People might be working a second job. I know a neighbor who was retired, and he had to go back to work because the economy is you know, hurting and everything's more expensive. So we get caught up in the rat race of life, and we forget that we're just on a layover here. And at one point, that tarmac is going to be lifted and we're going to be taken off and heading out to our final destination, whatever it might be, whatever we decide to, whether choose Christ or not. But, um, and it reminds me, we were talking a little bit before about concerts and stuff, and I mentioned Alabama. You know, they've got a song, lyrics, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I rush and rush until life's no fun. You know, all I got to do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. And that's sometimes a lot of us in our Christian faith, we're just in a hurry for this and that, and yet we don't realize that the ultimate purpose while, we, while we're on earth here is to serve Christ and then ultimately get to heaven by accepting him. But then we also get caught up in, in the world, and sometimes we do. We just get in a hurry. We get in a hurry. We get in a hurry, and we don't have time, and we forget. And some people might fall into that category where they might reject Jesus, not necessarily because they're some extreme anti-Jesus or anti-God person, but because they just never stopped and listen, you know, and, and listen and just hear, you know, uh, be still and know that I am God. Right. Well, we're not still. And so, again, that's another no. thing that we kind of have to have to caution people about is that sometimes we just need to be still and know that he is God, because if we stay in a hurry, we're going to live and die. But then again, what's our end game? Yeah, that's a great point, Son, uh, to be still and know that I am God. Um, that is especially true, isn't it, today? Be- because we all know that, you know, many, many people, a vast majority of young people, but really people of all ages, are just so glued to their phones. They're so glued to social media. Um, there is so little stillness, so little just meditation on on the Lord, on Scripture, on things that that ultimately matter. And, and you know, we are we're staying so busy as as a society. Just so many times with such trivial things. Uh, you know, the the latest you know Instagram posts and Facebook posts and everything else. And and you know, there's probably a place for all of that. But when that is all you have, when 90% of your life is about that, uh, you know, either posting things yourself or looking at other people's posts, and, and mostly about stuff that, while, while it might be, you know, happy times and everything, um, if it doesn't address your ultimate need, the needs of your soul, then you can literally just, you know, busy yourself all the way to death and ultimately all the way to hell. If, if you don't, turn your heart toward what really matters. And, and you can go through this life 
and, and stay busy and stay occupied. And, and, and especially in America, stay entertained. Um, you know, you, you can definitely do that. But without Christ, what have you gained? You know, um, Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? So that's really what we're talking about today. Um, we're, we're, we're talking, Son, about um, man's immortal soul and, and how everyone who's died um, and now is in one of two places, they know, they know about what we're talking about from firsthand experience. Um, but we who are still on earth, we, we don't know that yet. We, we know it in God's word. We know it as the truth. We know what's coming, but we haven't experienced it yet. And and so for those people who don't know the Lord and they don't understand how real this is and how real it's going to get uh, the moment they die, um, you know, the alarm bells are ringing. And as the world seems to be getting worse, um, as, as people seem to just be losing their minds in all sorts of ways, you know, the, the need is to repent and believe the good news to turn to Christ and be saved. And this was the message of Jesus. Uh, this is what he sent the apostles to go out and preach, uh, repentance and forgiveness of sins. This is the message that has been preached for 2,000 years now. And many have believed, but according to scripture, there are even more who have rejected the message and, and died without Christ. So um, we just really uh, are praying, Son, that many will heed this message and um, really focus on the needs of their soul and the fact that their sin needs to be forgiven. Um, I mean, as serious as, as their health condition might be, if they don't know Christ, um, they have a much deeper health issue than what they're currently facing, because if their soul is not well, uh, then that's something that they're going to carry over for eternity. You, and, and on the other side of the grave, you are either perfectly healthy or you are in agony. There's no middle ground. And, and, and if you're not in heaven, your soul will never be well. And you will never be in anything but pain and misery. So the extreme nature of heaven and the extreme nature of hell, that alone, you would think, Son, would wake people up to the urgency but I guess it's been like this, you know, since the beginning of time. I mean, you can go all the way back to Noah's day when they laughed at Noah, when God, you know, told him to start building an ark and the world was so wicked. And uh, it, at the end, I mean, it was only Noah and his family who were saved and everybody else was lost. Well, they laughed. They laughed all the way up until the time that it started raining, but they weren't laughing when God sealed the door to the ark and when they were swept away with you know, the floodwaters and they perish. Uh, they weren't laughing. And every one of those people now, Son, they're in eternity. Um, they've moved on, uh, as have, you know, so many millions more. So right now, our, our task and our mission is aimed at those who are living, uh, at those who still have breath in their lungs. They, they still have an opportunity to hear and receive and believe. And, and it's so easy, really, to be saved. You know, it's not easy to live the Christian life, but it's easy to be saved because Jesus paid it all at the cross. And for those who will repent and come and receive the free gift, uh, salvation is, is granted. Just like the thief on the cross, you know, where 
about a month away from Easter. And of course, on Good Friday, you know, as we think about um, Jesus hanging on the cross and then also those two thieves with him on their own cross, uh, each of them. And, and then the one who turned to the Lord and said to Jesus, remember me, you know, when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. And that one thief was saved there. He got in at the last minute, but he was saved. And that can happen, son, to somebody listening to this podcast. Um, they may only have a few hours left on earth for all we know, but they can still get in if they will receive and believe. And for those who hear the message and are not Christian and who say no, here's what happens. Their heart gets a little bit harder because every time you say no to the gospel, you're taking a step away from the one lifeline that can save your soul for eternity. So we cannot stress enough that if God is allowing you to hear this message, um, God will save you. Christ will forgive you. But this is nothing to play around with. This is nothing to delay on. You don't know whether you're even going to make it through the night. Oh, you might be young. You might be healthy. But you simply don't know. None of us do. And so the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And if you do hear his voice, my friend, today, will you believe? Please receive Christ. Because if you don't, your heart's going to get a little bit harder. And tomorrow you might hear this message, um, but after rejecting it today, um, you may find that you're not even willing to listen to it because your heart has become even that much harder. So you don't want to play around with this. Um, you know, thank the Lord if this is making any sense to you. And if it's not, then I would say fall on your knees and pray and ask God to show you. Uh, but if it is making sense, then just quickly receive and believe and then begin your walk with Christ today. And just tell the Lord that you want to surrender your life to him and receive the free gift of eternal life and ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And you can do it all right now today because tomorrow is not promised. Yeah, and Dan, you know, every day someone rejects God. The next day it's going to be a little bit easier, a little bit easier, a little bit easier because Satan is going to keep pushing you further and further away. I mean, you wrote in an article one time not too long ago here about the seven signs that your sinful nature controls you. And number one was you spend too much time thinking about how to gratify your sinful desires. So let's take sinful desires out. You spend too much time thinking about how to and then insert whatever it is you're doing, okay? Are you thinking about how to further your walk with Christ? Are you thinking about how to, you know, do your business? Are you thinking whatever's controlling you and whatever you have your, your thoughts on, that's going to be what's controlling you. It's like what is on your heart is going to control your thoughts. And then your thoughts are going to be put into action and can control your actions. And so, yes, we have to live in this world. We have to work. We have to, you know, do all the things of this world that we have to. I think that's why the Bible says be in the world, but not of the world. So, yeah, we have to do things. So, of course, we're going to be thinking about our jobs. But are our business practices going to be honorable and honest and maybe follow some of the, you know, things in Scripture? Um, or are we looking to cheat people? Are we looking to scam people out of money? Because that desire for money is there. You know, we have a lust of money. Um, 
Is it something about, you know, maybe drinking, gambling, lying? You'll put anything in there. It's like if those things are driving you and your thoughts are there and that's the time that you spend thinking, how can I do this or I can't wait for this or I want to do this some more, you're being further pushed away from God and it's become easier and easier to reject him because you're focused on these other things rather than being focused on the cross. And that happens all the time, doesn't it, Son? You know, our mental focus is the key because the battleground is the mind, and Satan is attacking uh, the minds of people because the last thing Satan wants is for someone to be thinking about Christ, to be thinking about his death and his resurrection, to be thinking about, you know, why did the Father send his only son? Um, Why would he possibly have done that? Why would Jesus possibly have left the glory of heaven? Why would he have come here as the perfect, sinless son of God and, and lived on our level and then allowed himself to be arrested and hit and spit upon and flogged where they just tore open his skin with this flogging and then nailed to a cross and then suffer hour after hour of agony, the most brutal form of, of death that, that, that the Romans had ever devised, and, and probably one of the most you know, brutal, really, of all time. And that's the crucifixion uh, that Jesus endured. Why would he do that? Unless it was for a very good reason. And the reason is because, as the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Because we needed a perfect sacrifice if our sin was going to be forgiven and if we were going to be made white uh, in God's eyes, as white as snow, um, and have the stain of our sin removed. And that's what the blood of Jesus does. And it does it for people all over the world, regardless of your race, your background, your, your, your religious background. Anyone can come to the cross and be forgiven through repentance and faith. You, you may have been an atheist. You may have grown up in a church. Uh, you may have grown up not knowing anything about God. You may have been in the new age or, um, you know, maybe you were in Scientology or maybe you were a Mormon or a Jehovah's witness or, um, or maybe you were part of a, of, of a Christian group. Like, like maybe you were a Presbyterian or a, a Methodist, a Baptist or a Lutheran, um, assembly of God. I mean, but, but maybe you didn't know Christ. Maybe you had never understood or believed the gospel that, that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus, not by our works. And so if that describes you, my friend, then today is your day to believe in Jesus. It's very easy. It's very easy. Um, I would compare it to like two people, you know, walking down or, you know, the bride, let's say, walking down the aisle to get married. Okay. So two people standing, uh, let's say, uh, to get married. Um, That's similar to what happens when you become a Christian. See, Jesus already went to the cross for you. He already said, I do. I do love you. I do want you in my family. I do want you in heaven. I do want to forgive you. Um, I, and, and I do want you to commit your life to me. And all you need to do is receive this free gift that I earned for you on the cross. And, and when you say I do, what you're saying is, um, I want Christ to be my main priority. I want to follow Christ. I want to be one of his followers. I, I want to be in God's family. I want to be saved. I want to be redeemed, forgiven, justified. I want to be born again. 
You know, Martin Luther was a Roman Catholic priest, and he was tormented by the fact that he could never seem to see a God of love. Everything that he saw in the Bible was the law, and he saw God condemning him. And that's what the law does. I mean, because the law says do this and do that, and if we're honest with ourselves, we know that we fall short. And so Luther, he was falling short. He knew it. And he had no peace. He wasn't saved. Um, you know, he had been baptized as an infant. He'd grown up, you know, in the church. Uh, he was a priest, for goodness sake. You know, um, you know, surely he was forgiven, right? No, not until he came across verses in the Bible, like Romans 117, that, that, that tell us the just or the righteous shall live by faith. And Luther said it was like heaven opened up. It was like I was born again. Um, because he finally saw that the righteousness that God requires is a righteousness that he places upon us when we trust Jesus to forgive us. And that's why in Romans it talks about this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. And that was uh, the pivotal moment in the Protestant Reformation 500 years ago. And as I, I told some folks at, at church last Sunday, I guess I said it in my message. Um, I said, if you really want to see a good history of that, go to YouTube and just pull up the Martin Luther movie from 1953. Just Google, you know, Martin Luther movie 1953. It's a classic. And it, it's so well done, but it kind of traces Luther's life. From, you know, him growing up, he, he was going to be a lawyer, but then he, he, he left to go become a priest. But he had no peace as a priest until God opened up his heart and he saw the gospel in the word of God. And, and so that changed everything. And, and you see in the movie how Luther, he was so sick and tired of what was happening in the church where they were, they were selling these indulgences and telling people, you know, if you, if you pay this money, you can have so many sins or so many years rather take it away from your time in purgatory. Well, purgatory is not a biblical uh, teaching at all. It, it's just a, an idea that, um, that, that got put out there that somehow people will go to this place after they die and, and, and can somehow kind of make up for their sins and then go to heaven. I mean, it's make-believe. It, it's not biblical. You know, there is no purgatory. But, but there were things like that that were going on in Luther's day, and it was ridiculous and wrong. And, and, uh, and Luther spoke out against it, and I really encourage you to watch that movie. Pull it up, 1953, Martin Luther movie, black and white. And the guy that plays Luther is just incredible. But it, you'll, you'll see the, the story of how this one monk um, got saved and, and then how God used that uh, really then to, you know, spark the Protestant Reformation. And when you think about, you know, the Protestant, you know, when you think about denominations that have come from that, I mean, you know, Lutheran and Presbyterian and Baptist and Methodist and Assembly of God and, you know, many non-denominational. I mean, you know, back in Luther's day, you know, you had the Catholic Church, and, and today you still have the Catholic Church, obviously, but you have all of these you know, Protestant denominations as well, because there was this, um, there was this revelation of the gospel. Now, it was not a new message. 
Um, it had been preached by Paul and the apostles 1,500 years before Luther. But 500 years ago in the Protestant Reformation, uh, Luther, Luther got saved. And there's so many today, Son, who need to be saved. They're, they're like Martin Luther. They're, they're beating their head up against the wall, a wall, jumping through religious hoops, but they're not trusting in Christ. They don't know the gospel. They're trying to save their own soul, and, and, and they're lost. So um, that's why you and I, Son, um, here in the Sanctified Reason podcast, we come back time and time and time again to the gospel because that's where the power is. You know, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. And, and that, my friend, is where it's at. And, and so, you know, son, I so appreciate your passion for the gospel uh, because, you know, without the gospel, what do we have? We have nothing. We have religion. Um, you know, we have nothing without the gospel. So. Um, it's just so great to be able to, um, you know, share what we share here on the, on the podcast because, you know, no other, no other topic that gets talked about. I mean, you could turn on TV and throw up some business show or turn on some sports channel. And, I mean, all of those things have their place, I suppose, you know, but, but this is the thing that's going to matter to you a hundred years from now, 50 years from now, maybe one year from now, more than ever. Um, so why not make it your priority now? Why go to your grave and only wish that you had taken it seriously? Why? Why do that? You owe it to yourself to get serious about your soul. Um, and certainly you owe it to the Lord because he paid a lot for your soul. Jesus paid a lot for it. It would be, it would be a shame for your soul to be lost after everything Jesus paid for. Uh, paid for it, uh, uh, to, to really purchase your soul. And the Bible says we've been purchased at a cost, and, and that cost was the blood of Jesus. But, but of course, those, son, who don't want Jesus, who don't want to pay, have that, that price for their sin uh, be covered, then what God says then on Judgment Day is that you get to pay for your own sins now because you rejected my son, you rejected um, what, what he did to forgive you, and there's only two ways to be forgiven, son. A person either pays for their sins in hell or they come to Christ before they die and, and receive the payment that he made. Because as it says in the prophet Isaiah, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. That is on Christ. So uh, there are two options, my friend. And what you're hearing today on the Sanctified Reason podcast is the only thing that can save your soul. Now, thankfully, we're not alone. There are many, many doing what we're doing here. But, but this might be the only one you're hearing. This might be the only time today you hear it, or the only time this year that you hear it. I don't know. Maybe you don't hear it anywhere else. But, but please, today, um, will you take it seriously? And, and if you have any questions about it, you know, please reach out to Son or myself, and we, we'd love to um, try to answer them. Uh, and, and if we don't know the answer, we'll find the answer. But, but I think you'd find that uh, most of the things you might wonder about, we, we'd probably have a thought on because we've, we've probably talked about it on the podcast and, and, uh, and read about it um, in Scripture. So anyway, um, Son, yeah, this is, uh, this is where it's at. You know, this is the big leagues in terms of what's important. And, and uh, hopefully every single listener 
will be saved because there'd be no reason to hear this podcast and not be saved. I mean, if you're not saved today, you can be saved before you put your head on the pillow tonight, you know, come to Christ. But, but we, we highly, highly urge you, um, don't let this moment go by without trusting Christ because you'll, you'll be so glad if you just put your faith in Jesus. Yeah, Dan. And, um, the temptation, I guess, out there for a lot of people is, you know, we find excuses not to believe or we find excuses not to follow Jesus, but yet we'll find reasons to pursue our sinful nature. And that's one of the temptations that we have to overcome is to avoid the excuses, avoid the reasons to follow, and not necessarily switch them because you don't need an excuse not to do your sinful nature. But, you know, if you have your reasons to follow Christ, then that's what you focus on. And then the temptations, although they really won't go away, they'll still be there because Satan's going to be attacking you. But when you're focused on the cross, moving towards the cross, you're going to be like Peter walking on water where, yeah, you may have occasional time where you slip and you're starting to sink into the water with the storms around you, but put your eyes back on the cross and Jesus will raise you up out of that water and you'll continue to walk towards him. And so it's definitely something that, you know, we need to be focused on, be focused on every day, take up our cross daily and just keep moving towards the cross. Cause like you said, what's your end game? It's either heaven or hell. And we don't know when our time is, it could be at any moment, and we need just to be ready. Well, and what that makes me think of Tucson, I'm so glad you, you mentioned that about just coming toward the cross, because when you said that, the thing that just um, ran through my mind was how much spiritual power um, you receive when you come to the cross. You know, it's the Holy Spirit who leads people to the cross. It's the Holy Spirit who brings people to faith in Christ. And what you'll find, my friend, is this you experience more spiritual power than you've ever experienced by, by coming to the cross, by, 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 by running to the cross. You know, I'm reminded son of a story. I, I forget which Island it is in Hawaii, but um, there is a, there is a hill there on this one particular Island that has a, a big cross on it. And um, when the alarm sounds on that Island, and I forget now if that has to do with, maybe a, a, a volcano warning perhaps, or if it was um, some other warning of, of, of weather or, or uh, maybe some issue with water or, um, uh, you know, rising water. I don't recall what the, what the issue is, but I, I know that the punchline is um, they run to the cross. They run there to escape whatever that, um, either that natural disaster or that issue is. And, and that's, my friend, where you can run today. I mean, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you are encountering, if you'll run to the cross, you will receive spiritual power. You'll receive forgiveness. And, and it will propel you forward. It uh, doesn't mean your life's going to be easy. You're not going to have problems, not going to have struggles. You're never going to mess up, you know. But, but, but there'll be power there like you've never known because there is power in the blood of Jesus. There's power at the cross. And, and so uh, that's what I thought of, Son, with your words. It's just um, what happens when we come to the cross. You know, at, at the Billy Graham Crusades, he would always conclude his, uh, his message and the crusade service with the hymn, Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. And if you'll say that 
to Christ today, that, that I, Lord, I, I can't bring anything but my sin. Um, and certainly not my righteousness, because as it says in Isaiah, our righteousness is like filthy rags. But Lord, I, I can bring myself. I can come in humility. I can come in sorrow over my sin. I can come in a willingness to serve you. But I have nothing, Lord, nothing to bring. Um, no power of my own. Um, no, I don't have a new heart without you. I don't have new motives or desires, but I, I just want to be forgiven. And, and I want, and I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. If you'll do that today, my friend, God will give you a, a new heart. He'll give you renewed power like you've never known. Uh, but you need to come to the cross. You need to repent and believe the good news. That was Jesus' first sermon in Mark one fifteen. repent and believe the good news. And, and my friend, maybe you're listening and you say, well, hey, you know, uh, Son and Dan, I've, I've believed that message by God's grace for decades. Great. Then um, maybe God is having you hear this message today to renew your prayers for someone you know that does not know Christ. And surely you know people, probably in your own family and, 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 and among friends, maybe co-workers, neighbors who don't know Christ. So many don't know Christ. So maybe that's why God is having you listen to this podcast today to be strengthened, to be filled up with God's power. Um, if you've been a believer for years, hey, praise the Lord. That's awesome. Um, we rejoice with you. Um, we're going to spend eternity together in heaven. But the question is, who is there that God's going to reach through us in the meantime? Because what else can we take with us to heaven? You know, somebody said you can't take anything but your children. And that's true in the sense that we can, we can lead our children to Christ. Uh, but I mean, you know, you could also argue that we can also, um, you know, really in a way bring, bring friends, bring family. We can, we can bring anyone that we lead to Christ or at least point to Christ or maybe pray them into the kingdom. You know, maybe you're not even going to be the one that's going to be verbally sharing the gospel with them, but maybe your prayers for them are, are going to open their heart to the point where they receive Christ. So, um, you know, there was this famous missionary and, and, and he said, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And so the question we need to ask ourselves today, you know, Son and I and every listener, you know, we need to ask ourselves, you know, what have I done for Christ today? What am I going to do tonight, tomorrow, you know, this weekend? What am I going to do for Christ that could um, make a difference? And and so that's our encouragement to you today. Um, and, And we can't change yesterday. We can't change the past. You know, there's no sense, um, you know, getting discouraged over maybe times where we fell short. We've all fallen short. But today is a, a, it's a new day to get right with God and to make a difference uh, in, the, in the brief time that we have left while we're still here. And, and the world might be partying. And what I mean by this, they might be just where we started the podcast today. They might just be focused on their own goals, their own dreams, their, their own plans using TikTok and other means to to achieve something. Okay. Um, and, and, and yet if they're not with Christ, um, they are not on the narrow road that leads to heaven. And that's what, where God wants them to be. And, and I'll tell you son, I think in, in a lot of ways, um, it's harder in a lot of ways to become a Christian in America than say in like a third world country, if they have the gospel there, because in a third world country, you have nothing, you have no material thing. You know, every day is just a challenge just to have food to maybe have a roof over your head. Um, and, and, and so I would think it'd be easier for people in a third world country to just be longing for their heavenly home and, and just living for that. But here in America, it's like I said in the article, America's like Disneyland. 
And we have so many distractions, so many things that we can get lost in pursuing. Um, so that's the challenge. And um, by God's grace, um, we can uh, we can turn to the Lord, we can be forgiven, and then we can make a difference because only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. What are you and I going to do, my friend, here um, in, in now that we're in, in March? What are we going to do in March that, that can make a difference for someone's eternity? You know, we're coming up on Easter here in a month. So what are we going to do in these weeks leading up to Easter? Um, there might be somebody that, that you bring with you to, uh, uh, you know, Easter worship, okay? Um, there might be somebody that you give out uh, uh, some gospel information um, here leading up to Easter. Um, there's a lot of stuff available. And, uh, you know, Son reference, um, you know, an article or two that I, I'd written on the Christian Post. There are a lot of good uh, articles there, but all sorts of resources online. And again, if there's anything that Son or I could could get to you, maybe there's an issue. You have a friend and they're struggling with like one area of doctrine or one area of, you know, maybe they struggle with something about Christianity. Let us know if we can help uh, because um, we would love to, to get you some, some helpful information as, as you seek to witness to that person. And there's so much good stuff out there, but a lot of times it's just knowing where to look or talking to somebody that, that, that maybe um, knows where to look. Okay. So, let us know. Um, don't don't be discouraged. Uh, don't give up. Uh, God wants your loved ones in heaven. And, um, you know, as we pray, uh, God can break through uh, these, these, uh, these, these spiritual, um, well, really these walls that uh, people allow to be built around their mind. And Satan, you know, works to create these walls between people and Christ. But God can break them down. You know, the Bible says we've been given power to demolish strongholds, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So let us know if we can help, um, and hopefully, prayerfully, this podcast will encourage you today. And, and believe me, I mean, you know, Son and I, we're, 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 we're like you. I mean, we need, by God's grace, to, to be in the Word and, and to be encouraging one another every day, just like you do. I mean, you know, and, and, and sometimes maybe you'll hear a minister or you'll hear a Christian talking, and you think, boy... I, I wish, you know, that, that I had that kind of uh, a focus or whatever. Well, you can. God will help you with it. Um, I mean, Simon and I have been doing this a long time in our Christian lives. I mean, so, you know, but that doesn't mean there aren't days where, where we just really have to call upon the Lord for extra power and extra focus and extra guidance. You know, we're no different or better than anybody else um, and certainly no better than you. But if you will just humble yourself before the Lord, um, you'll be amazed at how God will use you. Maybe you'll have a podcast. Maybe you'll, um, who knows, you know, teach a class or, 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 or start a, um, you know, a video uh, ministry. I mean, who knows? There's a million things that we can do. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll start supporting, uh, you know, mission work in a particular country, or maybe you'll, 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 you'll become a, a chaplain or visit a prison or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you'll start going to a nursing home and, and, and sharing um, Christ's love with, with one or two people or a group of people there. There's a million things that you could do, but, but, but we can't all do a million things. Um, find, you know, ask God, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? And, and if you go to God with that, um, just be prepared because he'll, he'll start putting some things out in front of you. And, um, and, and if you've kind of lost sight of that, then maybe today is going to kind of just be a way that God will, um, you know, re-energize your, your focus, 
your desire to reach others with the gospel uh, while there is still time. So, Son, um, you know, uh, and I know Son would say the same thing. I mean, we're just, um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to go a day at a time, trying to do what Christ wants us to do. And um, he's given us some sanctified reasons, some understanding in the gospel. And we're just trying to share what he has shown us. But, but we have so far to go ourselves and so much yet to learn. But, um, you know, by God's grace, we can all uh, who know the Lord keep moving forward until we get home to heaven. And, uh, you know, my dad went to heaven about, um, oh, a little over a year ago. And, and I can't even imagine the joy that he's experienced there. You know, his younger brother, Jerry, had gone home to heaven a number of years ago. And so, you know, they've been able to reconnect now. And, and uh, you know, it's just incredible. I mean, my mom, uh, you know, is, is still with us and, uh, uh, you know, here um, on earth and uh, is still continuing to live for Christ every day. Um, but, uh, you know, not everybody has had the, the, the blessing that I had growing up in a, a wonderful Christian home with wonderful Christian parents. I mean, and maybe you didn't have that. Maybe you did. But regardless, um, you can you can maybe be the first one in, in your family to start, um, you know, start living for Christ and then pass that on to your children and grandchildren. So um, may God help you to do that. And, and I don't know, son, uh, you know, I, I, well, what else, anything else today that we uh, we might want to touch on? We, we've covered quite a few things. Yeah, no, Dan, I think that's uh, a lot to, to think about, a lot to focus on. Um, and again, every day is a good day to kind of just take a moment to to think about what our end game is and to ask that question. And if your answer is, I want my end game to be heaven for all eternity, then just keep looking at the cross. Despite whatever life throws at you, just keep focused at the cross. And if you're like, no, you know what? I don't really like this whole idea of sin. I just want to do my own thing. I want to live for myself. Well, one day... You're going to have to answer that question and stand before, you know, God in judgment. And at the end of the day, you're either going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter, yours is the kingdom of heaven, or depart from me, I never knew you, and spend all eternity in damnation. And that's a choice that, you know, we have to make. And, and you know, Son, I would just encourage the listeners today that um, if, if you're led to do so, um, you might want to just, uh, at, when, when Son posts this there um, on the different platforms, you might want to uh, just send a, a link to someone you know and say, hey, I was listening to Son and Dan the other day, and, and uh, you know, I got some good uh, food for thought. And, uh, you know, and just maybe send it to somebody. Maybe you, maybe you have a son or a daughter or, or uh, somebody that you know that um, you think might, might like to hear this. And, and who knows? You know, maybe they would listen and somebody else in the background would also hear it then and, and be blessed. Well, that's just a thought. You know, I know Son always reminds, uh, reminds you know, folks at the end of the podcast, you know, to, to tell a friend. Um, and so I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, think about telling a friend, but maybe even sharing this particular podcast. Uh, if, it, if it touched your heart and, and if it addressed some things that you think maybe somebody you know would really benefit from hearing. Yeah, Dan, and um, if people are looking for a place to find those links and find other podcast episodes and so forth, you can go to our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. Just click on the Sanctified Reason podcast logo, and all of our past shows will pop up. 
You can also go to our Instagram page at uh, Sanctified Reason Podcast, and we have shows that we're building on our Instagram page. So for those of you that are IG savvy, you can go there and listen to full episodes. And then Dan mentioned earlier about reaching out to us, and you can reach out to us at our email address, and that's sanctifiedreasonpodcast at gmail.com, sanctifiedreasonpodcast at gmail.com, and you can... Get in touch with which uh, get in touch with us there, and we'll be able to respond back to you. And Dan, again, we appreciate your time. Thank you for your insights. And again, if you want to read more, you can go to ChristianPost.com. There's a little magnifying glass. The search, just put his name in D A N D E L Z E L L Dan Delzel, and his uh, articles pop up, and you can read a lot more there too. So plenty of stuff. And you can also listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, Dan, thanks so much. We appreciate it. And we look forward to many more conversations here in 24 God uh, allows us to have. Hey, man, Son, thank you as well so much. It's such an honor to be able to be on the podcast with you. And, uh, yeah, we'll sure look forward to continuing to, to spread the word in this format. And, again, those of you listening, hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.